Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Nashville Tour Stop Podcast. My name is Aaron. And I'm the other Aaron. And today we have a very special guest, a longtime friend of mine, Miss Lauren Weintraub in the studio today. Hello. Hi, well, welcome. Hello. Thank you. Hello. Hey, hi. What's what's the thing you always hey, say? Hey, what's up? Hello. Hey, what's up? Hello. Uh, what's yeah. up? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren, thank you so much for coming onto the show today. Welcome Thanks. to uh, the Nashville Tour Stop Podcast. Thanks for having me, you guys. It's my pleasure. So... <laughs> Do you remember how you and I met years and years and years ago? Um, I feel like it probably involved music at Belcourt House. I or pizza. do not believe that is correct. <gasps> we met on 12 South when I was working at the Firepot Tea Bar. That is how we met! <laughs> that is how we met. You I came really in for those matcha lattes. Every day. For the chai or what? I don't remember what you ordered. I would do the, ch- the hot chocolate chai. Yep, I, but I always knew that it was you driving up because you drove the uh, the Mini Cooper back then. <laughs> I did. I still have it, but it's just a black now. It's not blue anymore. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, sad. That was my uh, nickname in high school, Mini Cooper. Cute. Because I am a Cooper and I am small. (laughs) (laughs) That's cute. Yes. That's right. Yeah, you are a Mini Cooper. Man, I've never thought about that. How have I never called you that before? That actually, so my Snapchat username is mini underscore Cooper 97. And then before I made my Twitter and all my social media handles on air with Aaron, like my freshman year of high school, it was Mini Cooper. So what we're saying is that you might have a Finsta called Mini Cooper. Never had a Finsta, Aaron. <laughs> I am a professional. All, all blue check mark except for your except for Instagram. <laughs> except for Instagram. <laughs> I love how you like can't change your Snapchat username once you I make know. it. Mine is. Lauren sings with a bunch of numbers after it. That's perfect. I mean, it's fitting. It's it's you. It's real. Yeah, Lauren it does is. sing. Lauren sings. <laughs> so, how how did you get your your start? Because I think <sighs> uh, I think I saw a post on your Instagram ages ago about you doing theater. This is true. How, how tell us about that? What what was that like? Um, so I'm a triplet. Did you know this about? I me? didn't know that. You You're did a triplet. Know that. Okay, I'm a triplet. Wow. Okay. So there's three of me, but they're boys. <laughs> um, oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, my mom put me in what they were doing when we were growing up. Okay. So, like, t-ball, karate, basketball. <laughs> and I had, go. I just had no hand-eye coordination. It was, like, really bad. So I tried theater, and I, like, loved it and fell in love. And I played Annie, obviously. They can't obviously, see my hair, but my hair, hair is red. <laughs> I played Annie multiple times, like, five that, times. Oh, have you really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, I think when I was, like, 13, I just kind of was, like... I don't know anymore. Like I, the whole theater world kind of started to feel fake to me. Okay. And I was like, I think I still want to be on stage. I think I just want to tell my story on stage. So, so was that up? You're from Boston, right? Yes. Was that was that up there? Yes. The yeah. northeast. Almost called it the northwest. The northeast. The northeast. Yeah, it was a lot of like northeast shows, and then I did like an off Broadway show. And my like Damn. funny my funny thing I tell everyone is that um, I auditioned for Stranger Things, like <gasps> in my acting days for Max. What? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> this is now the entire episode. Tell us everything about this process now. Well, they wanted a redhead. Yes. Um, and the girl who plays that, her name's Sadie. We actually had like the same manager at the time, and we would always like go up for roles like against each other. She's so oh. sweet. Um, and I auditioned for Stranger Things, but it was called Montauk at the time. It was going wow. by like a code name. Um, but when the show came out, I like heard them talking about a demogorgon. And I was like, oh, my God, where do I know Demogorgon from? I was like, I definitely auditioned for this show. And that's <laughs> when I put two and two together. 
That is incredible. <laughs> it's crazy. It's really that crazy. is one of that is something you're going to be able to brag about for the rest of your life. I hope so. That's cool not, as hell. Not, not the half a million TikTok followers no, no, or half no, a no. million monthly streams no. you get on Spotify. No. You're going <laughs> to no. brag about how you audition for Stranger Things for um, the rest of your life. A million percent. <laughs> you could have been running up that hill. I could have been running up that oh. hill. Aren't, aren't we all just running up a hill uh, all of the in, time in our, in our lives? Personally. Isn't it? Isn't that just. I am. <laughs> this is great for us to do on an audio only yes, podcast. That is how I do our nice. Uh, what do you call it? An Italian fan. Did Erin Cooper really thing? do an interview? If she doesn't do the Italian hands, <laughs> she's emphasizing a point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So you got started in theater. Yes. I feel like so okay. many nerds here in Nashville got like just like me. Got started in oh, theater. Yeah. I mean, it taught you so much. I'm sure it taught me so much. Because yeah, we we all crave that like. Look at me. Yeah. Look at me. <laughs> well, I started, so I started in news. I was a news reporter and anchor, and everyone says that theater kids that don't sing end up going into news, like <laughs> broadcast TV, which is literally exactly what happened. kind of true. Were you in theater as well? Oh, yeah. Look at me learning things about my friends. I, I was a theater kid my whole life. I was a theater minor the first half of college. <gasps> really? But then they were like, we want you to do 60 hours of volunteer service, being a full-time student and having a job and doing all these things. I was like, I don't have time to paint sets Wow. for like college Well, <laughs> your brain said, no, thank you. That's too much. <laughs> So you you started in theater, and when did you move to Nashville? So I visited Nashville for the first time when I was like fifteen. Okay, and I hated it because all I saw was like the inside of a studio and like Broadway, okay. and I was like, "Yeah, this place is horrible." That's not what this town is like. <laughs> at no, all. no. And then I came back like a year later and actually experienced it, and that's when I fell in love. So I think I was sixteen, and then I moved here when I was eighteen, right after high school. Oh, you went to Belmont, right? For two years, yeah. Gotcha. I excused myself. <laughs> <laughs> Can I excuse myself for the rest of my life? That's a SpongeBob quote. You're like, I'm yes. over it. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah, that was me. Yeah, I uh, I did not do well in college. I tried so hard, <sighs> and I just I was bad. I just was sitting in like math class, being like, You never cared that much. What am I doing here? Because yeah. you, I mean, obviously, like you knew you were going to go into music. So I did. what's what's the point? What's the point? I feel like so many, and I don't want to sound like I'm shitting on Belmont students, but there's so many kids who go to do like songwriting majors and they spend years and years and years learning to write, doing the things that people who didn't spend years and years and years learning do. Do. Yeah. 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 It's like you don't have to go get a four year degree to learn how to songwrite. I learned it in my bedroom when I was 14. Totally. Yeah. And Belmont was awesome. There was a lot of good things about Belmont, but I think I learned the most about songwriting. By songwriting. Right. When when did you write your first song? How old were you? I think I was uh, a freshman in high school. So like 15 or 14. That's that's when I wrote my first song. What was it called? Do you remember? Um, it was called uh, You Don't Know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no you one understands. Know. Yeah. No one understands me. <laughs> yeah. Do you think really you can still sing it? Um. Yeah. I remember like I have like a weird... So my brother has a photographic memory. The triplets? Yes. I don't, but I think like with melodies I do. Really? Mm. Yeah. It was like, you don't know a thing. <laughs> it was like really dramatic. It's giving Demi Lovato post Camp Rock. A million I percent. I love this energy. I totally. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was really dramatic. Wow. So you, you started with, uh, with songwriting pretty early then. Yeah. Yeah. And when I wrote my first song, I was like. Did you teach yourself to play the guitar? 
No, I had an amazing guitar teacher. That's cool. Who I like heckled to teach me piano too. Um, oh great! What what else do you play? So I play guitar, electric guitar, piano, ukulele. I'm trying to teach myself harmonica, Ooh. and I really what? want a guitar, like really badly. <gasps> No that way. would be so sick. I really want a guitar. You would look so fierce playing the guitar, <laughs> Thanks. Lauren. Thanks. I think I'm going to get one for my life. You should do show. it. And like drums one day. Oh, That would be gosh. hot. That's some, some that hot is, girl Girl shit. drummers are hot. Yeah, I mean, d- yeah, it's so hot. <laughs> like, I love seeing Gail play because she plays bass for her band. And I'm like, that's badass. Yeah, she literally plays bass love for her. her band. Yeah, that's it's so cool. You, you met Gail, right? Yeah. You worked yep. with her um, for Hot, right? Yep. She's the best. We love Gail. Yeah, Gail played tour stop back when she was. With, I've played with her. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy thinking about how like people in our world like it's like happening. It's just happening. Like Priscilla Block, and I mean you, you're you're blowing yeah. the heck up. I don't know. It doesn't feel like it from the inside, <laughs> but like maybe yeah. <laughs> but then just like your coffee mug or whatever says forever busy. It like does. I that's am. your life right now is just always going and doing things. I said to Ashley Cook the other day, I was like. I'm tired, but I'm grateful to be tired. Yep. Yes. I, I tell you that all the time. How I, before I was waking up at two o'clock in the morning in my past life to, to anchor the news. And now I have a completely flipped schedule and I'm tired all the time because I'm always working like we all are. But I'm so happy to be that kind of tired. It's yeah. like a yes. happy tired. As happy tired like rather a- than like depressed, sad tired. Exactly. <laughs> I feel like I've been tired since 2009, but it's because I started doing theater back then. I was just like... Fun, happy, tired. And now it's just fun, happy, like tired from watching music and tired. shows all the time. What was your favorite role, Aaron, that you ever played? I got to play uh, Duty in Greece. Um, I, was the, uh, I was the dorky kid who takes the girl with pink hair to the prom. That was me. And I broke Cute. my tailbone on stage during a performance. Shut up. Because... Uh, like the what? the like the cool kids like pushed me off of the car that we had on set. It was like for the performance, they just pushed me off, and I fell right on my ass and broke my tailbone on stage with an audience watching. Say what? Like uh, at a live show? Oh, at a live show. Oh I, my I God. finished the performance, but I was like, I had my ass clenched so hard the rest <laughs> of the night because it hurt so bad. Now was it the tailbone or the coccyx? Because those are different <laughs> things, right? I don't. I don't know. Maybe didn't it was do well in college. Way, we just talked about this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, in that human anatomy. I need the Hannah Montana bone song. Oh, oh my God. It? The, the, <laughs> speaking of Demi Lovato post camp rock, Hannah Montana, let's whip it out. Uh, so Lauren's blowing the heck up. Yes. Lauren. How, when, when do you feel like that's kind, that kind of started for you? Because, I mean, you just said it doesn't really feel like it, but I mean, from an outsider, like us perspective, looking at you, like, no, it's happening. Really? <laughs> can you can you pinpoint a moment where like you just realized You're like, oh, oh shit. this is happening? You're like, oh shit, I'm describe, playing CMA Fest. Something describe like the moment. That. that is that I will talk about that. But the first one was so okay, I signed my publishing deal in twenty nineteen and I had six months of normalcy and then COVID happened. Um that so whole I thing. Yeah, so I was like in hibernation kind of for like two years. And then January of twenty twenty one, I posted my first TikTok. And um, I was like, ha ha, no one's going to see this. <laughs> and I put my phone down and like made dinner and was hanging out with my friends and like opened it and it had like 100,000 views. And I was like, wow, what the fuck? Um, so that was the day where I was like, oh, maybe people will actually like my what music. Was, what was the video of? It was my song, She's Mine. Okay. It was just me in my car. Um, and that was like in the early days before songwriters were like 
before Everyone people was on were TikTok? doing that. Like wasn't as saturated. Uh, I don't know if You're I'm a trendsetter. trendsetter. What okay, can we say? I did it because I saw Dylan Brady do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, like uh, that was the day where I was like, okay, this app maybe doesn't suck, and maybe people like are gonna listen to my music and like it. Yeah, I I have tried so hard to like understand TikTok, and I don't think there's anything to understand. Nothing. Like. Nope. Some of the dumbest stuff ever will blow up. Mm-hmm. And then the stuff you work so hard on might not Flop. get seen by yep. anybody. It gets like yeah. five views and you're like, cool. Great. great. I worked. <laughs> I spent so many hours, hours on this and no one watched it. Yeah. Well, we had an episode a couple weeks ago where we gave our perspectives on why it's important that artists embrace these tools they're being given instead of being like, well, I don't get it and I don't like it. So I'm just going to actively not participate in life. I would love to hear your perspective on you embracing these platforms, obviously seeing success from it and then what I don't want to say like your strategy is because we just said that there's really not but like what your mindset is for being like okay I have to do this and I'm going to make the most of it this way yeah dude that's such a good question um so I like hated the app like I wouldn't get Mm -hmm. on the app for the first year it existed because I was like this is stupid I'm not like a social media star I'm a musician like I was like in my artistic like rebellion (laughs) and then I I remember the night before I made the video I was like so down because playing live is like obviously coming from theater what I live for and I didn't play the show in like two years because of COVID um so I was like what am I gonna do like maybe I'll just get on this stupid app and so I did and when the video worked was the moment where I was like okay I like it's so dumb to shit on this app because it can change my life in like a very organic way and so I think the second I learned how to be myself on it and not just like try to be something was I was like, oh, this is a tool that I would be stupid not to use. And I still feel the same way, like almost two years later being on the app. Um, it's like anytime I hear someone shit on it, I'm like, well, I mean, it's kind of working. It's kind of changing my life yeah. in like a and I think if you play shows and like continue to be a real artist outside of right. just on the Internet, like I don't see why it's a problem. I think it's a tool that I'm like beyond grateful for. Like Taylor Swift had like Tumblr or whatever, yeah. MySpace. And I feel like this is like, we're going to look back and be like, that was that era's version of that. Like there was no app for us before TikTok in the last like 10 years where you could get that much like new. Yeah. Right. Like going viral on Instagram wasn't a thing. No, like, it was, I guess YouTube for a while, but that yeah. kind of fizzled out after like Bieber was found like yeah, like early days youtube when it, well, you weren't trying to go viral you're just like look at this video this guy is doing an evolution of dance oh yeah. my god <laughs> and it just so, happens yeah i mean i think it's a tool and i i love it and obviously i go through phases where i fall out of love with it and like sure. i have to step back and set boundaries with it mm. like tiktok definitely kind of ruined my brain for sure because i got so obsessed for a while with like how to like you know like make my music work and I think the second I just started posting videos I remember one time I posted this video that was like so stupid it was me like (laughs) it was me like doing like ventriloquism (laughs) with what did you have a puppet (laughs) it was just me being like I just realized I can like speak without moving my mouth and it was like a snapchat I had sent to my friend as a joke and I was like I just need to post on here like I'm talking to a friend yeah like not try to be something right and so I think it was just a year of like getting comfortable in front of a camera and then being like these people just want to like 
hang out. You don't have to become a cartoon of yourself. No, no. Yeah, I think that's the worst thing you can do. So was it, was it, I don't want to say like that simple though, but like what was the process of you realizing like, okay, there's this pressure where I need to like use this app, but use it in a way that I see other people using it. Like how did you come to that conclusion of I'm just going to be me? I'm not going to like do what people think I should. Uh, Well, I think it was trial and error. Like, so she's mine went viral and then a bunch of people you know, started flooding my messages out of like trying to help me being like, you need to do this and you need to do this. And it was all things that I just never would have done. And it, it came across, it read as like inauthentic. I feel like my generation like can sniff like inauthentic behavior from like a mile away. Yes. Um, you're 24, five, 23. Yeah. I'm a Scorpio. I had, oh. I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so you two are kind of the same age. How old are you? Two 25. 25. 25 and a half, but nice. You know. Um <laughs> what was that? What was your original question? I, I'm glad you I brought up the track. fact that you're you're still trying to be a a, no, yes. a, a, yes. a real artist because yes. there's some people who hyper focus on just being a TikTok creator. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I think that's so important. How do you balance it? I think it's it's not getting obsessed with the app. Like I try to post maybe once a day. Like right now I'm in a phase where I'm just not doing that, but like no more than that. And then like my therapist is like, don't read the comments, like just post it and let it go. And like, if it's supposed to do its thing, it'll do its thing. But yeah, I think like I found out how to be myself on the app through doing a lot of inauthentic stuff and like following trends and then being like, okay, but if I want to be a trendsetter, I can't be following trends unless they're like authentic to my brand. So I don't know. It's a game that I play every day. I'm still trying to figure it out. So to tie it up in a bow, Mm because I'm trying to prove a point here, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you have achieved your TikTok success and your half a million followers on that app by being yourself. Crazy, right? Right? I'm correct? Is that correct? I would say yes. It's proof that people like you. All right. Mic drop. But like, I would not have, no, it's true. I would not have half a million monthly listeners on Spotify if it weren't for TikTok. So like... Anybody out there who's shitting on TikTok, and I get it. If you're like, if you're like a huge artist, and your label's telling you to make TikToks, mm-hmm. I'm I'm not in that position. Right. That would probably be really annoying because that's not organic. No. So, yeah. but for someone like me, I'm like this. This thing's a gift. To I see me. people yeah. so often, like in in the really early stages of their career, like I just moved to Nashville. Those people who are like, I'm not going to be on social media, and I was like, <gasps> that's a hard line to draw because no one's ever going to hear anything from you ever again totally and it's so hard hard. because there's these people who want to i'm just an artist and i'm like yeah but if you go play a show how are you going to tell people Mm -hmm. text them okay you don't know who this person is like then then what yeah, social media is a great tool because you can just reach so many people so quickly in in a way that you could never do without it And it's one thing to try to set a hard boundary for it, but I think you're doing the right thing. Still trying. Yeah, I try to not to not let it consume your life. You cannot. Like I didn't have anxiety. I didn't have like I started having really bad panic attacks like six months into my TikTok career, and I was like, this is related. And it's not even because I was caring about what people were saying about me. It was the speed at which that app yes. moves mm-hmm. changes, like the speed at which your brain moves. So I would try to go to bed at night and it was just like, like my brain was moving a mile a minute. So I set a lot of limits with that app. I just now. wrote a song called Doom Scrolling about, yeah, you did. about that. Uh-huh. Just because we lay in bed for just hours 
and you don't realize that it's been two hours and you've totally it's it's slowly killing us but yeah i totally get how that could how that could trigger anxiety or panic attacks or anything like that yeah and like ever since kind of trying to set those boundaries and like not going on my phone first thing in the morning and like sleeping with it in the kitchen like i'm not anxious anymore right so it's like directly correlated so was it was it that video of uh, you singing She's Mine that led to uh, the first pub deal? Um, it led to my record deal. Red, record deal. I had gotcha. been in my pub deal for like two years at that point. Okay, gotcha. So kind of just like really writing a lot and trying to figure out what I wanted to say. Um, but it's interesting because I think being in, I guess you could say, the public eye, more so just on the internet, taught me the most about who I am because like it was immediate feedback of like, Lauren, that really wasn't who you actually are. <laughs> Don't do that again. So I feel like I've learned a lot about myself in the last year. Um, but yeah, led to my record deal with Virgin. And I that's love great. them. They're fucking amazing. Hey, <laughs> that's so good to hear, Lauren. They're so artist friendly. They don't try to like tell me what to wear or say or do. That's awesome. And they just love me for who I am. It's like a healthy relationship. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> and I like own a bunch of my music, which is like, I think the future. So um, it's just good. Yeah. That's awesome. I well, hey, that. let's take a quick break. We'll come right back with the Nashville Tour Stop Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back to the Nashville Tour Stop Podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm cr- also Aaron, and I interrupted. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. And we're here with the lovely Lauren Weintraub. Hello. Hello. Half pint dynamite in the house. Oh, my God. Yes. Who auditioned <laughs> for Stranger Things. <laughs> Fun fact, though, half pint dynamite was coined for my theater days. Really? So I'm like, uh, what, like critic, like theater critic wrote me up and called me like a half pint dynamite. You when keep I was like, getting cooler inst- by the minute. Is that still your Insta bio? Yeah. Yeah, it's been that for years. <laughs> yeah, that was like when I was 10, they said that, and it just stuck. So. Uh, wow. Half pint dynamite. Well, we can still see it, Lauren. Thanks, guys. <laughs> you are still very much that. If I'd gotten taller, it wouldn't have worked, but I didn't get How taller. How tall are you? Five foot? Five foot, baby. Ooh. Five nothing. Nice and even. Nice and even. <laughs> yeah, right now, Lauren has on these kick-ass shoes with... Uh, some, <clears throat> some some mad uh, boost. Looks like astronaut shoes. For You're sure. so cool. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Moon boots. <laughs> moon boots, moon shoes, yes. Yeah, now I'm 5'3". So you just played CMA Fest, right? I did. Hot damn. Hot Tell us hot about that. Hot damn, literally. What, yes. What, oh, Jesus, yeah. <laughs> so it sweaty. Was, it was impossibly hot. Impossibly. That entire so week. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So tell us about that. How did that. How did that come about? What was it like being on stage in front of that many people? Okay, so I do this thing where, like, when I had a graduation party from high school, I was convinced no one was going to show up, and then they showed up. And I still do the same thing with shows. I'm like, no one's going to come. And then they, <laughs> like, it was full. Oh, I was, I was Which like, stage did you play? Um, the Maui Gym Reverb stage. Mm-hmm. I got free Maui Gyms. <laughs> oh! I know, I wear them, like, snappy. every day. Um, it was amazing. So I've never had, like, a booking agent. But now I do. And she like called me one day and was like, you want to play CMA Fest? And I was like, do I want to play CMA Fest? Like, <laughs> of course I do. Um, and it was just amazing. It was like the most me I've ever felt on stage. Like I got to like perform without a guitar and just like have a blast. You just got to be a front woman. Yes. 
because I'm you always... You got to be a damn pop star. Yeah, it was really fun. <laughs> and my band was like kick-ass, and um, I just want to do it forever. Are you still playing with the same people who you played with uh, when you did Tour Stop in 2021? 20, no. Gotcha, so you got a new band. I have a new band. They're amazing. Um, and I just like that whole night after CMA Fest, I was like, that was the best day of my life. That was the best oh, day of my life. That's so cool. My parents were like, Lauren, if you say this is the best day of your life one more time, I'm going to slap you in the face. <laughs> I was like, but it just was like, it was so magical and it kind of just made everything make sense. I know. What the heck? I'm going to get so, emails. That's so awesome. It's so cool <laughs> thinking about the fact that you just played literally one of the biggest festivals in the country. Like what? And, uh, before you got here, I found a poster from the... <gasps> sixth nashville tour stop ever stop. where you were playing <laughs> oh my god look his baby little me. baby lauren <laughs> oh my i remember this night i remember what i was wearing that's really funny my dad was at that show and he's he's like what's that red-headed girl up to these days and i'm like well she's kind of a big deal <laughs> yeah just a little bit that's so nice you guys <laughs> Yeah, so you did one of those really early on tour stop shows. Was that when you were still at Belmont? Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. And then last summer you uh, played the first ever sold out tour stop show at the basement. I did. Kicked ass. It was so kick ass. And now look at you. (sighs) You guys, I'm trying. (laughs) (laughs) You are succeeding. Thanks, dude. That's so great. So uh, CMA Fest, let's go backwards just a little bit. When did the first pub deal come through when when did big machine enter the picture okay so picture this sophomore year belmont lauren mm-hmm. i think like march i walked into my now publisher's office like on a tuesday and i played him um he's gonna yell at me for telling this story but it's actually really funny i played him like three songs and at the time i think it was like the earth is flat that's my favorite um oh. my song careful now which is like super emo and then i was on my third song and he was like on his phone and I was like, oh my God, I lost him. Like he's just texting somebody, but he was texting his boss to like come in <laughs> and be like, you got to hear this girl. And I thought he was like, just like bored. But sure enough, like his boss came in and then they were like, do you want a publishing deal? And I was like, just I was like, like that. What? <laughs> I was like, what? like, sorry, listen, respectfully, what the fuck? <laughs> um, and they were like, yeah, we're trying to do this joint venture with Brandy Clark, who's probably one of the reasons I write songs. Her song, Love Can Go to Hell. I heard it when I was like 16 or 17 and I was like, I want to write songs this good. Um, And I met her like two days later (laughs) and then they were like, yeah, let's do this. And I was like, no one has ever been that sure about me ever. And Brandy's my hero and all these people at Big Machine are like so kind and it just was the right situation. And that's when I dropped out of college. (laughs) My jaw is on the floor because you just described a literal movie yeah it kind of felt like one of like you that is everyone's nashville moment when they move here they're like they want to walk into an office start playing have them hey boss come in here you gotta see this like what that was real (laughs) like sorry are you kidding in the biopic in 20 years oh Oh my gosh (laughs) me apparently the girl that beat you out for oh sadie's sake She's the one in Taylor Swift's like all too well. It's, yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, oh my it makes gosh. too much sense. Yeah, we'll have her play me. In, Wait, it's literally my, gonna happen. Oh it's like you took this for me, and now I'm giving this to you. <laughs> that, <yeah. laughs> oh, Lauren, that is the best thing I've ever heard. I'm so happy this happened to you. Thanks, dude. It was pretty bizarre. And like at the time, I'd met some publishers, and they were just the first one where I was like, "You like love what I do, like straight up," and like just offered me a publishing deal on the spot, and it, it was just all the right things so 
now it's three years later and I'm still there. So congratulations. Yeah. So I have a question about that with with all of the wonderful things that are with with a publishing company and all of the all of that. What is, what does a day to day look like? Because I know there's lots of people listening who strive and literally dream of that moment you just described. What's what's the I don't want to call it monotonous, but what's the what's it look like to just have this? Totally, because it's um, not the it's not always CMA fest. I'm sure there's oh my god, I'm sure there's some days where you're like, <laughs> why the fuck do I do this? There are some days where I'm like, am I trash? Like, can I write a song? Will I ever write another good song? <laughs> like straight up. And it's funny because I tell my friends that, and they're like, no, and I'm like, no. Literally Monday, I think I'm like the shit, and <laughs> Tuesday I'm like, I am shit. <laughs> like, I feel like this. I mean, you get it. I feel like that's just how it is. Um, but no, I dropped out, uh, started writing songs full time. Okay. And like, I guess, yeah, that was what let me not have another job. Um, so it was, I think finishing college in general is a weird time in your life because you're like kind of depressed because you're like, um, what do I, <laughs> like I'm an adult now. I used to have every hour of my life scheduled out and now I'm just like floating in the abyss. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> for like six months, I like had to get my, grounding and like figure out how to be an adult and make a schedule um but now I mean if I'm on the road I'm on the road but like before that it was just a lot of like wake up do some yoga work out like like my my dream life like make breakfast journal think of a good idea so I don't come in empty-handed and then write a song for however long that takes and then leave and go home and do it all again the next day like do they schedule co-writes for you yeah that's great. It's so nice. Wow. You just get to show up and write songs. That's so many with like legends, and, and I'm you're like, fucking doing it. What the hell? How did I get here? <laughs> what is something you never would have known, or something that somebody wouldn't guess about what you do, like oh, wow. that you kind of discovered along the way, where you never would thought? That's a really good question. Wow. Aaron Cooper's uh, a plus on the. Uh, Deep emotional. Like, I'm a journalist. <laughs> I mean, it's it's. What She's good I do. at that. <laughs> Maybe I would say like, okay, there's two parts. A like the imposter syndrome of walking into like your hero's writing room and being like, what the hell? Like, how am I here? <laughs> no one really told me about that part of it. But I think the other side too is like the volume at which I was writing all of a sudden. Like I was writing like six, seven songs a week because I'm crazy more in a healthy way should probably be writing three to four. Um, but I was like, I have to like put aside time to like come up with ideas. Whereas yeah. before I was just like, I want to write about this. So it was more like, okay, ideation is important. And also like being a human and not just being a songwriting robot. Cause then I have nothing to write about when I have like writer's block. I don't think writer's block actually exists. I think it's just burnout and like yeah, not living exactly. your life. So when I, like, get writer's block, I just try to go, like, stir up some shit and do some dumb shit. Nice. <laughs> and then I, you know. That's awesome. A bunch of ideas. <laughs> so, yeah, I would say, like, the balance of it all. Like, it, I feel like it probably looks really glamorous from the outside. But um, being an artist is, like, if you think about it, it's, like, the constant search for, like, who you are, which is, like, really energy. Like, it's a lot. Yeah. It's, like, every day thinking about who you are and what you want to say is, like, very draining. Um, so I would say like the ability to exit that and like go rollerblading and forget that I do this and like then come back refreshed. So are you, are you like early on, especially with songs like The Earth is Flat, which you've, you've never released that, have you? No. It's on Such, YouTube though. <laughs> it's a pretty, I'm 99% sure that song made me cry when I heard it at mm, Belcourt Taps. Like it's God. a, it is a heartbreaker. It's crazy. Oof. But, uh, I know so much of your music is very 
uh, singer songwriter, and I mean, she's mine is very like pop country, but you're you're going more straight pop now these days, right? Yeah. So for a long time, I was kind of just releasing what was working on the internet because it's like, well, I need to kind of get a foundation of like people that like me. Um, and now that I've been doing that for a year and a half, I'm I'm about to like release some music that is who I want to be like. Not just because it worked That's and cool. we have to rush to release it. Like, so yeah, it's country and yeah, it's pop. And I joke that my genre is nonfiction because, like, I think country can be a lot of things. Um, so it's my version of country. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Wow. With a little bit of pop influence. So. <laughs> yeah. Tell us, okay, what can you tell us about this new music that you're releasing? Um, there's a new song coming next week. That's so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I Do guess I can say what it's called. What it's called? It no, I can say it's called X Appeal. Wow. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. Um, I love it. <laughs> it's called X Appeal. And then, you know, maybe some more to come. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I don't know, you guys. No, I'm just going to release that one and then you're done. Yeah, just done. I'm never release another song. <laughs> never yeah. again. Why would I do that? Well. <laughs> so this know. is on Virgin Records, right? It is. When did Virgin come into the picture? Um, I want to say like probably like eight, nine months after I started making TikToks. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. It's so cool getting to see my friends get to just be the thing they moved here to become. Well, yeah. Because it's Because there's crazy. so many people who never get that. But I feel like there's not very many places in the world where you can actively see your friends chasing their dreams and literally in do real it. time. Yeah. Literally make yeah. it. I, this when I when I first moved to Nashville a year ago exactly a year ago I went to go I went to a show at the Ryman like a couple days after I moved here and I was sitting next to a random woman and this woman I, w- I was telling her oh I just moved to Nashville and she just goes welcome to Nashville what's your dream <laughs> she literally said that to me and I was like like deadpan this is where well like, like more like inviting than I that's said part it. of the movie but, but like <laughs> what's your dream but like I was like that is this city that is this town totally. is people come here for their dreams because they're brave enough to yeah yeah and then it just happens yeah well I mean if you want something bad enough and you in your mind convince yourself if you're just delusional enough I mean It'll I remember happen. being a kid in my I would tell my family that it was like, I want to go be a musician and I'm gonna I'm gonna go try. And they're like, Well, what makes you think you can make it? Like I didn't have a supportive family. They're like, What makes uh, you think you could do it? And I was like, Someone has to. Oh, it could a be great me. Answer. <laughs> like that was I, I feel like that is like a sad way to say it. It's like someone does have to do it. And why the hell what couldn't it be me? Why couldn't it be you? Amen. It could just as well be anybody. So it's cool getting to see it literally happen for our friends. Amen. My God. My New God. single, X Appeal, coming from uh, Lauren Weintraub. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I love it. It's like so my the being... release is the 12th Yes, of if all August. goes well. <laughs> yes, it's August 12th. Um, and it might be my favorite thing I've made yet. Oh. Wait, like really? Hot tea I think right so, here. Yeah, because artists will say like it's like when it's their new project, they'll be like, oh, "I think it's the best thing I've ever done." But like you actually, I like, genuinely think it's yes! the best thing I've done. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, which is such a good feeling. So I'm excited. Well, that's so great. Thanks. Okay, I feel like you uh, could maybe join in on part of our our last segment here, oh, no. but uh, oh, no. we we do a Please recurring do. segment called Unhinged Viewer Comments with Erin Cooper, and it's weird DMs that guys send her. Oh, and oh, this is something oh. that I never experienced because no girl ever slides into my DMs <laughs> and it's like, what are you doing? 
That never happens. These so are, we, oh, uh, we I, have a recurring segment at the end of every episode. Uh, but if you've if you've ever had the, one of those weird DMs, you're more than welcome mind. to share one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, please. No, please go first. I want. Yes. OK, I think the best DM I've ever received. Let me make sure I word this right. Um, if will you go out with me? If you do, I will buy you a 12 piece chicken McNugget. <laughs> that. Hey, that is that's that's a good deal. You're not going four piece happy. Was meal. it was it a, like stranger on the Stra- internet? Yeah, okay. oh yeah, just okay. complete stranger. What app? Instagram. Instagram. That's where okay. the weird ones come through. For what did sure. you say back? Um, I think I said eighteen piece or nothing. <laughs> oh my god! Did you go on the date? No. Okay. Well. No. No. And, and that's how I met your father. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> McDonald's would have needed to pay for the wedding. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the best DM yet. That's incredible. Um, this wedding is brought to you by Mickey D's. <laughs> I got a good one yesterday. Oh, do you want to hear it? Oh, of yeah. Course. Spill the tea. Um, by the way, I love your shirt that just says dump, dump him. him. Is yes. this your merch or is this just a shirt? It's not, but I kind of want to talk to the guy who made this and be like, so can we like make this my can merch? Because <laughs> that's, that's definitely your vibe. Okay, so this message is all in caps. You know when people caps every word? Oh, yes. Oh, and it says, so you wrote that song that hit echo deep down in the abyss of my heart. Whoa. <laughs> wow. So I think my new genre Are is... Are you okay, sir? I think my new genre is that song that hit echo deep down in the abyss of my heart. I think that's my genre. Okay. I think that's going to be your new Instagram bio. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that girl that makes that song <laughs> that, that hits hit down. that deep. <laughs> okay. In the abyss. Aaron Cooper, give us your unhinged viewer oh, comment okay, of so, this week. So this is a double whammy. <gasps> so this was on Facebook. Okay. And I will admit, this is kind of a thirst trap. I didn't mean for it to be, but like, it definitely looks like a thirst trap. Here's That's the context. A- hashtag abs. Okay, abs. Okay. So this was like back in, when was this? I need your workout this- routine. <laughs> it involves cookie dough and peanut butter. Um, I'm going to so- post a parody of that, but it's just flabs. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. You like that? Flabs. So I captioned this picture as... Mimi Webb, who's an incredible uh-huh. artist from England. We love, love her. Um, as Mimi Webb recently said, quote, I must set your house on fire. Because she has a fantastic song called House, house on, fire. on Fire. It's so good. So good. And so I mentioned earlier that I used to be a news anchor. I worked in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Chatty. The Chattanooga Fire Department comments on this photo and says, please make smart choices when it comes to two fire emojis. Oh, God. Are you joking? And then a man named Merlin, yes, like the wizard, says to at, he ats the Chattanooga Fire Department, tags him. She's the fire you'd never be able to put out. Oh, my Y'all, God. Y'all's, apostrophe Z, y'all's ain't got that kind of training. Fire emoji, <laughs> fire fun. emoji, shh, monocle emoji, heart exclamation mark emoji. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> y'all's. This might, be, this might be the best one yet. <laughs> the way that I worked with the Chattanooga Fire Department every day for two years and definitely oh. knew the person who probably made that comment, but I uh. don't know who it was because it's from that account, is incredible. Thank you, Merlin. That's legendary. <laughs> I can't. See, that is something, that, that's something that definitely just... 
straight up doesn't happen to guys. <laughs> no. Is, it doesn't happen to guys. Do you get any messages from strangers? They're all. Come on. Yes, you yes, do. Yes, you do. I mean, I get messages from strangers like, how can I play Nashville Tour Stop? <laughs> and I'm like, you can use our website. They're not like, can I see your feet? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, literally never anybody is like, uh, send me p- feet pics. Like, that that just doesn't happen to guys. Have you been asked for pe- feet pics? I, I mean, probably. Yeah. I, I, I haven't. I don't think. Probably. Send him a picture of your shoe and be like, how's this? <laughs> like, does this count? <laughs> Actually, at that point, they might be like, that's so hot. <laughs> uh, I'm out. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> okay, Lauren, is there anything else you want to uh, tell our listeners? Uh, thank you so much for giving us uh, some of your time. I know you're uh, Thanks, guys. forever busy. Oh, yeah, forever busy. <laughs> I don't know. Is there anything I, I want to say? I guess I don't, I don't know. Make uh, good choices. New music coming soon, X Appeal yeah. on the 12th. New, uh, new music. What, are, what are your socials? Where can people follow you? Um, Just Lauren Weintraub on everything. So if you look up W-E-I-N, you'll find it. We'll spell it correctly on the uh, on the episode. That'll be nice. <laughs> That'll be nice. <laughs> new music coming soon from Lauren. Uh, will there be more tour dates to follow maybe someday? Um, That's the goal. Hopefully soon. I'm going to say yes, hopefully. so. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, I'll tell people to uh, look at your website. Yeah, look at the... Let's just do that. Look at the website. Aaron, where can people follow you? People can follow me everywhere on every app at On Air with Aaron. That's Aaron with a Y. And if you live in Nashville, you can listen to me from 6 to 11 p.m. Central every weeknight on Hot 106.7. Oh, I thought there was more to that. Oh, no, that was the end. <laughs> I mean, you can listen online at hot1067.com. But Period nice. T. Yeah. Hot. Oh, no. <laughs> hot. The fire department's going to come. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> oh, the Chattanooga fire department. Maybe we should start broadcasting Hot 1067 down in Chattanooga so they can catch up with you a little bit. Oh, yeah. Hard yeah. uh, no. <laughs> you can follow us at Nashville Tour Stop on uh, all of our platforms. NashvilleTourStop.com. Please come to our live shows. Maybe we'll have Lauren on again sometime soon. I'd say uh, I'd say that's there's there's at least a chance of it. You're forever busy, so one of these days we'll sneak you onto another show. But until then, please remember that all roads lead right back here to the Nashville Tour Stop. Yeehaw, Yeehaw motherfuckers! motherfuckers!